smart and work hard, but just aren't where or who you want to be. Welcome to your podcast, Real Confidence. I'm your host, Alyssa DeVere, and I'll be sharing a bit of brain science, some surprising social secrets, and a touch of tough love. Why? Because I believe confidence is everyone's fundamental right and choice. So let's get to it. Think about any of your big accomplishments as a grown up, as an adult. Maybe it was a promotion or getting a new job in particular or getting um, married, you know, whatever it might be. There's that kind of buildup of all the work that goes in. And then, th then there's other kinds of accomplishments that are maybe part of the expectation in terms of what you do for a living, or um, maybe you're the, the coach of a team that wins. So you have these different moments in your life, these different milestones, and it almost doesn't matter how big or small they are. It's just something that you've worked up to. You get to that climatic point. And you celebrate that with whoever's involved in that celebration, right? So if it's the team, it's the team. If, it, if it's your classmates, your classmates, right? If it's your workers, your coworkers, and you've done something really big um, together, you celebrate with them. And it's really exciting. But any of those accomplishments that maybe were on your own, <clears throat> maybe like something that you did for yourself or with a group, but the, the result, you know, the certificate or something was really for yourself. Again, that buildup, that excitement could even be a presentation that you gave, you know, a big presentation or some kind of a project that came to fruition. You finally get to that moment and you're like, oh, I can't wait for it. Can't wait for it even to be over because I need to sleep after this. It happens. And then after that, you might get some social media love, right? You post it out there and people are like liking it or congratulations. And I say you might, it depends on what it is, of course, depends on who you are, but you might not. And it almost doesn't matter who you are, or what you did in some cases. Let me give you an example. I did a TED talk, another one, a second one, two weeks ago, and it was a very fast turnaround. In fact, when I got the message saying that I've been selected, I was suspicious because usually you get four to six months to do a TED talk. And this one was like literally two weeks. So I thought maybe I'm just a sub, but she said, no, 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 no. This is just the way they're rolling. It's all virtual and you can use a script and blah, blah. So I was really not sure if I wanted to do it, not just because of the fast turnaround, but because I had a massive conference that I had run in the middle of that. And it was totally consuming my life, like 20 hours at the desk. So when I finally decided, yeah, I'm going to do this and I decided to do it for all kinds of reasons, not just because it's a TED talk for crying out loud, they're not that easy to get, but also um, it was the topic of something I have to present in a few weeks from now anyway. So I was like, you know what, it'll just give me a head start on it. So off I went on the journey. And if you've ever done a TED talk or ever want to do a TED talk, let me tell you, they are very, very rewarding, but at the same time, it's a huge amount of work. And I can't even tell you how many hours I spent on this one. I know on the first one that I did in 2020, which 
was actually an onstage in-person one just before the COVID broke out. You know, I, I think I counted at least a hundred hours of prep and the one that I just did easily 30 hours, you know, writing, rewriting, practicing and all that. At any rate, day comes because this one's going to be pre-recorded since it's all virtual. The actual recording I did myself, it, you know, wasn't a big deal per se. And then the day of, they strung them all together and interwove some of the video from their own stuff in between. So it was kind of like a, a professional event. I guess if you're watching a TED Talk, um, you're watching it virtually anyway in hindsight, but in this case, the whole event was virtual. So interesting experience, wonderful group of women presenting. Um, one of the things I love most, it was, was really diverse group in terms of age and uh, ethnicity and, and all that. So needless to say, good experience. And I think my talk was really good in that the point was um, talking about giving your brain a break. It's called how your B game can make you better. If you haven't looked it up, please do. Was it my absolute best talk ever? Probably not. Now, in all fairness, I love an audience. I love to interact with an audience. I love to really leverage the audience's energy and give it back to them. And it's impossible to do that really on Zoom. But needless to say, it was a good talk, very, um, very well received um, for the people that saw it. So I'm pleased with it. Now, maybe it's because I've done a TED Talk before, or maybe because it's me and people just expect it. It could be a host of reasons. Most of my family didn't watch the day. I think one person did, my mom. And even she was kind of indifferent about it. Um, no, none of my friends, as far as I know, saw it. And yeah, a few like congratulations online, mostly from people I'm not that close to. And it was really disappointing. You know, it was like this big accomplishment and silence. So I took that as a, hmm, what's going on here? And the first thing I wanted to do was really pay attention to the way I was feeling. You know, I was feeling unimportant. I was feeling like nobody cared. Uh, I have no friends, you know, and my family sucks, you know, all that dysfunctional, you know, all the things that we do to convince ourselves that we're just unlucky or that we are not good enough, right? It's so silly, right? You do a TED talk for crying out loud and, and then beat yourself up, right? It's, it's not just paradoxical, it's ridiculous. So I was kind of miring in that thinking to myself, why, why do I feel this way now? You know, if you've been listening to my podcast before, it's all about belonging. It's always about the need to belong. And yeah, obviously direct link there, you know, I was feeling a little rejected. I was feeling like nobody really cared. And so I said, well, there's two sides of this. There is why doesn't anyone care? What's going on there? And then there's, what am I going to do about it myself? You know, should I care? So let's tackle the first one. You know, when we're children, most children get some form of congratulations when they get a good grade or they win a race or something, there's a congratulations. Of course, if you don't win or you don't get good grades, it's the opposite, right? But there is hopefully times in your life that you can remember that, a teacher or a family member or somebody was really 
you know, good job, really well done. Now we know giving too many of those, too many kudos to kids is not, not a good thing either, but different talk for a different day. So I think as children, we're used to receiving them. We're used to getting those kinds of compliments, those kudos, but then we get to be grownups, adults, and even my 22-year-old son, you know, this self-absorption of survival, right? We've got to take in all the data and information and try and be present and not get in a car accident and yet be involved in the world, right? Whatever that means, your work, your school, your, your friend circle, your mating, you know, looking for a mate, whatever it might be, you're very consumed with all this activity. And perhaps don't give enough cycle time, brain cycle time to, oh, that person just did something. I should congratulate them. I think that there's a funny fact that nobody wants to talk about, which is if you go to church or temple or something, there's a lot of older people in there, maybe because they have time or maybe because they recognize how important spirituality is in their life. But it's usually those people who are most present that are the ones that are going to be the first ones to congratulate you and make a big stink over something to the point where maybe you're even a little embarrassed, right? Your grandparents want to totally honk about your accomplishments, but yet, you know, your best friend so busy can't even say, hey, good job. So that's all part of it. I think part of it could be jealousy, right? People look and go, wow, you know, she did a second TED talk and I haven't done any. I suck on that admission, that verbal admission out loud to say congratulations may just be beyond their emotional ability to process that, you know, a little envy, a little jealousy. And of course it could be expectation, right? I, you know, in my example, second Ted talk, people are like, whatever. It's almost like the second child, like, ah, congratulations. Right. <laughs> and they're done that before. It doesn't mean that the effort wasn't any less. It doesn't mean that it's not going to be as challenging as the first. So, but you know, we, we kind of expect people to do certain things. And at that point, it's not such a big accomplishment in other people's minds, I suppose. So all good reasons, all good reasons that, and I say good, it doesn't make me feel good, but legit reasons why somebody might not go out of their way to say, you rock. In the confidence constructs, you know, sometimes it helps to understand why people do things. And quite frankly, sometimes it doesn't matter. In this case, I don't care. I don't care what they're busy with. I don't care what they are doing or not doing. It makes me sad. It makes me judge them a little bit. I'll be honest. You know, a friend who doesn't congratulate me on something bothers me. I put that as a, a note in my head. But at the end of the day, it's not my job to figure out why. What my job is for myself and as a result for the people I do care about is to get those emotions under control and get my confidence back. So I'm going to take a very quick break here. And in the final part of this podcast, what I want to do is talk about what you can do to not only celebrate yourself, but maybe be the person who makes that difference to be the difference for somebody else. All right, we'll be right back. This podcast was sponsored by the American Confidence Institute. ACI trains smart, hardworking people how to use basic brain science to more effectively coach themselves and others. ACI is endorsed by top universities, the Strategic HR Management Association and International Coaching Federation. Learn more about ACI's uniquely empowering keynotes, 
workshops, e-classes, and coaching certification at www.americanconfidenceinstitute.com. All right, so let's dive right in and talk about how do we celebrate ourselves? You know, how do we make a point to say, wow, that was awesome what I just did. So very simple things, right? And I'm sure there's a hundred other ways. I'd love to hear from anyone who's listening, some ways that you did or could celebrate a future accomplishment. And the simple thing is, of course, to post about it on social media, be like, hey, I just did this. This is, I'm so excited about this. That's easy, right? What about taking a moment and literally just thinking about the work that went in, think about the fact that you did it and just really for a moment, mire in it, you know, make yourself realize I'm pretty awesome. I just did that. Not everybody could, not everybody will. I just did that. And even if other people have done it, you did it. You can put the energy and the effort and the decision to do it and you did it. And that's awesome. That's beyond awesome. That's friggin' awesome. So taking that simple minute, you put all that time to get the accomplishment, you might as well take a minute to celebrate it, right? Easy. You go out to dinner. Can you get some friends together to celebrate and have a book party or presentation party or whatever? Absolutely. You know, I was in um, one of our, we have this really great liquor store here in town and um, liquor store, I sound like an old, old fart, but it's you know, beer, wine and any kind of alcohol you want, but it's spectacular. And I was talking with the wine woman there and um, very, very knowledgeable. And this other woman came in and the, the wine um, expert there said to me, do you mind if I just help her for a minute? Because we were deep in conversation about some terror in Alsace Valley or something very, very uh, uh, geeky. At any rate, she went over to talk to this woman, came back and said to me, she comes in every Friday about this time. And she buys a very expensive bottle of wine and every week it's different. And she just really wants a good bottle of wine. And she says, she's a nurse. And every week during COVID still, of course, she comes in to celebrate the fact that she did a very hard job, that she made it through another week and she didn't lose her cool and she did her best job and she's celebrating herself at that bottom line. And I thought, hmm, sister rock on, I got to know this woman. <laughs> so yeah, it can be something tangible like that. Is there something that you can reward yourself that you just make mark that moment? Maybe it's a piece of jewelry or maybe it's an ice cream cone, you know, whatever. It doesn't even have to be edible for that matter. Um, jewelry always works for me, just saying. But maybe it's just going for a walk with a friend and taking that time that you haven't had because of that accomplishment. You know, maybe it's taking an hour and lying on the couch and watching some stupid movie that just fills your head and makes you giggle. But doing something with that intention to celebrate the accomplishment, that's important. That's important. I'm not saying that nobody else will be there. And it doesn't even mean if they're not visibly there, that they're not excited for you, but it's sometimes people just don't go that extra second to say, Hey, congratulations. Now I said before we can celebrate it ourselves for sure, but 
again, if you've listened to my stuff before, you know that my mantra is to get confidence. The best way to do it is to give it away. Oh, next time somebody else has an accomplishment, somebody else has some kind of a milestone that you're aware of, congratulate them. Make it a point to just say, hey, I know it was a lot of work. Well done. I know it sounds easy and I know in times it's really hard to pay attention to do that, but put your radars up. You know, it's like one of those things when somebody tells you about a new word or a new concept all of a sudden appears everywhere in your universe. It's because you're, you've turned on those neurons in your brain. You're, you're looking for them in the universe. So look for other people's accomplishments, other people's celebrations that you can contribute to so that they don't feel that rejection like I did, like you probably have, that we both might in the future because they don't know how to celebrate themselves yet, but maybe you can help by celebrating a little bit for them, with them. So before we completely wrap up, I want to let you know that full transcripts and show notes for this and other episodes can be found on the website, www www.americanconfidenceinstitute.com forward slash podcast. I also want to remind you once again, that the best way to get confidence for yourself is to give it to others. And you can do it so easily just by liking and sharing this episode on your favorite social media channels. You can even give me some confidence fuel by sending in any comments about the topics I've covered or ones you'd like me to consider for the future. So for now, this is Alyssa DeVere. Thank you for helping to bring more confidence to the world. This podcast was produced by Mindful Media. All rights reserved by Alyssa DeVere and the American Confidence Institute. Music written and performed by Jeff Weinstein.